Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. Welcome. And that is Jackie. Hello, Jackie. Hello. We didn't rehearse that. Uh, And we are also joined by Miles, of course. Hello. Remote correspondent Miles. How are you, Miles? Um, Good. Okay. Miles, as you know, we are a podcast that talks about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the 2012 anime from David Productions. But uh, we did that already, right? And as we wait for the upcoming JoJo event that's about a week away that we are not going to look foolish for waiting for because hopefully they will announce another season of the anime. Definitely coming. Good news is approaching. Right. Everything's going to change. It's just around the corner. Uh, But as we wait for that announcement, we are watching other anime recommended to us by our listeners uh, or sponsored by our Patreon supporters. So this week we will be talking about Konosuba, also known as Konosuburashi Sekai ni Shukufuko o... Whoa, hold on. That's a hard verb. You made a good effort though. Konosuburashi Sekai ni Shukufuko o, which means a blessing on this wonderful world. Yay. Uh, yes. And before we get into uh, our thoughts and feelings, predictions, and offenses uh, of this anime, we are going to take a stop into our guild of g- good listeners. Level up listen or no? I think we did like Reader's Realm once, even though no one reads this shit. Is there like um? Like in-game messaging, is there like a name for that that's like fancy and RPG-ish? Well, uh, in the Blizzard app, they have whispers. Okay. So we're going to take a stop in Correspondence Corner, which is a place where we read emails sent to us. And by us, I mean jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Uh, this first email is titled Wonder Chosen, and it is from Talia. Uh, and it's, uh, about, uh, Wonder Egg Priority. I think it was Miles the Paw that said that it seemed like a trap, uh, and Talia leans toward agreement and thinks that we are following the Wonder Killers. It looks like Talia is saying that Rika from Wonder Egg Priority might be a Wonder Killer herself. Which one was Rika? Rika was the pop star who was really mean to Uh, her fans. Oh, Okay. Uh, and uh, asked if the name of the pot episode was a reference to the anime bo 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 Yes, that's correct. And yes, it maybe it has something to do with mustaches. I don't know. Uh, Mark, without a K, kept saying how weird handshake events are, and I think he accidentally outed the fact that he, in fact, does not have hands. Uh, also, I went on the same roller coaster as Sailor Scout Jackie with Momo. I don't remember m- my feelings about Momo. Momo was the girl who was very masculine ah. and boyish. I see, I see. And we didn't know. Right. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Talia. Thank you. This email is from Eric. 
Uh, yes, Dayton does suck. Hey, Pod, you do have a listener have listeners from Ohio. I'm from Cincinnati, and as Dayton is only about 45 minutes north of here, I can confirm there is nothing happening there aside from the University of Dayton. UD was a popular choice among the private Catholic high school crowd I ran with, so I visited several times. Back to anime stuff. Mark, did you ever end up watching more of Domestic Girlfriend? Any brief thoughts, if so? Regarding the pay to make y'all watch tier on Patreon, are we allowed to pay you to watch three more episodes of a show you've already covered? Or is that a massive faux pas slash exploiting the system? Just wondering. Anyway, hope all is well. Uh, regards, Eric. Okay, an actual Ohioan writing in. Uh, no, I have not watched more of Domestic Girlfriend, but I think about it sometimes. I think that instead yeah, I watched... I bet you do. You watched a little bit. No, didn't you? No, I watched a bunch more of Dragon Maid. Oh, okay. But I did not return to Domestic GF. Um, and yeah, I think people can pay us uh, to watch three more of an anime, right? We don't have any so. yeah. reservations against that. I'm okay with that. Considering today, I definitely thought to myself, like, how many anime have we watched that I will have forgotten that we watched? Yeah. You know, like, there's got to be a few series that if someone brought up to me, None, of course, that were sponsored by our listeners. I mean, just the <laughs> odds and ends that we've picked out at, you know, semi-random, you know, would we be like, oh, yeah, we saw that, you know? Um, but yeah, I wonder what it is. I wonder if Eric wants us to watch more of Hunter Hunter or Doro Hedoro mm. or something else. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we'll find out. But we just gave permission to all the other listeners listening that if they wanted to like, if they wanted us to cover more of an anime, they like that we would do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, hopefully it's only another few months of this. Yeah. Of this in between Jojo and period. Then we, and then we'll get right we, back to Jojo. And then we close down that tier of Patreon and say no more because we are covering Jojo now. Yeah. What do you think has been worse? The pandemic or not having any Jojos to watch? Uh, the the pandemic's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah I think I agree. <laughs> yeah, I don't think not watching JoJo has killed anyone. Although I guess you can't really separate the two, right? Because the pandemic has been happening while JoJo has been off the air. Maybe when, when JoJo comes back, the pandemic will be over. Mm. Jackie and I do have appointments for our vaccines. So All right. Our, our pandemics are, are coming to a close, hopefully, personally. But not really. Not really. Because even if you get vaccinated, you could still give it to other people. And so you still should be careful. And it's going to mutate. And it's going it's it's to mutate. Yeah, it's going to mutate and like turn but, into zombies, turn us into zombies. Or but that's what our Patreon tier is going to be for $15. Once JoJo is reannounced and we're not going to watch any of your animes anymore, you can come breathe on us mm. for $15 a month. Ooh. So, I want that. You do or don't want that? I do want that. Yeah. All right. You just got to give us your new address, and we'll we'll put that we'll put that as the only address on the uh, Patreon. Okay. This email is from Kenny, who says, "Hey guys. Hey. So happy to hear that this week's anime is Konosuba. It's one of the best isekai anime ever, and very high up in my list." And yeah, I have a mental list. I watched like 50 isekai over the last few years. 
For the people who out there who don't know what isekai is, that's me, it's a <laughs> very popular type of story in manga and light novel. Isekai simply means another world. The story almost always goes like this. The main protagonist, most of the time a basic dude with dark hair, is transported to a high fantasy world. He either dies and gets reborn, is summoned in a magic ritual, or is trapped inside a VR video game. Famous examples for the genre are Sword Art Online and No Game No Life. What most isekai share are two prominent themes. The first is power fantasy, the second is harem. After the protagonist is transported to the new world, he discovers that he has an extremely powerful ability that often makes him a god compared to the humans native to this realm. Also, pretty girls just seem to appear around every corner and join the protagonist in his cause until he has a full harem of girls. Konosuba is a little different from most isekai because it lacks one of these themes, which is the source of a lot of very fun accidents. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't recall you ever watching an isekai on the pod. Have you guys ever knowingly watched or read an isekai before? Let me know. Okay, bye then. P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I see explosion. Uh, thanks for writing. Uh, yeah. And thanks, Kenny. Miles, you do know what an isekai is because we have watched an isekai on the pod. Actually, in some ways, we've watched two. Uh, what, we watched this one. We watched Yu Yu Hakusho uh, in July of last What's year. What's the other world that he goes to? I don't remember. Yeah, what it's he goes called. to Earth, man. Yeah. It's considered an isekai. Okay, fine. Oh wait, I think he does go to like the demon world to fight stuff. I I believe that this is around there is when we had our whole discussion about Truck Kun, the character of a truck that kills the protagonist and if you remember Yu Yu Hakusho mm. he is killed by a truck okay um, so uh, we did watch that and we did talk about um, that definition and that that trope and but, the but Wikipedia, we all forgot Miles and I forgot the definition right the Wikipedia article for an isekai also includes kind of controversially but spirited away oh really there. yeah because she doesn't die she doesn't get hit by truck coon but she does just kind of like wander away from her family and end up in like an alternate world i guess i don't think that that should count yeah it just even describing it it doesn't quite seem like it right because like then alice in wonderland is isekai yeah right it's just like you go to a fantasy world yeah then like peter pan is isekai yeah the isekai (laughs) the isekai thing like i haven't read too much about its origins but doesn't it almost seem like for these like nerdy Japanese guys, it's like a fantasy of like, when I'm dead, you'll all be sorry, but also I'll go to a much better world where I have powers and there's babes that want me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like martyrdom plus I am good in other world. I mean, that's kind of what this show is. This show is yes. kind of like heaven for, well, kind of heaven, purgatory for uh hikikomori person like a otaku hikikomori yeah like a nerd who like doesn't leave his house Mm -hmm. and doesn't have any friends yeah i don't know how i feel about the isekai genre it's interesting though especially if it's such an expansive genre it seems whenever people talk about it they seem to point out that it includes one million different works Mm. um i think i mean it i don't know if i care about the genre specifically but i think it'll it depends on the show you know, it depends on what the premise is and like what what's going on. What what are they doing? Mm. But you know, if someone said, "Hey, your next 
the next show you're going to watch is about someone who dies and goes to a different world. You is, would still just be like, who knows? It is, could be. Is Bleach Isakai? I think it might be. I don't think so. I saw the beginning of, I saw like, I don't know how many, I got like, I don't know, maybe like 20 episodes into Bleach maybe. I don't know how many episodes uh, I got into it, but like I got like, It's first I major it. storyline is an Isakai in the old school sense. Yeah. Cause he dies and he becomes a death god. Uh, I don't know how what else happens. <laughs> there's a CBR.com article about the 10 isekai arcs from non-isekai anime and Bleach. Oh. Uh, so that they, they, they are saying that that has an isekai arc in the beginning. I see. Um, so perhaps. Well, I saw that a long time ago. Wow. Like 10 years ago. I listened to the Nirvana album called Bleach. I don't know if that is helpful. I still don't know if that's true. I've heard a lot of the songs on it, but I don't think I've sat and listened to it. Anyway. Uh, this email, this next email, I'm not reading one of the other ones again, uh, is from Pamela. And the subject line is very long, surprisingly long. And it is, Sadao Kujo was cheating on Holly. Think about it. That's why he was never around, because he was cheating with groupies. You can't prove me wrong. Hey there, JJB pod. April is almost here, so I thought we could write in, so we all bite our nails together in anticipation of what the big announcement might be. Uh, writing, um, Speaking on how last week, Mark, I thought Jofos was a fun word, uh, so Pamela tried to come up with something that is in a similar vein. So uh, the word bow is another word for lover. So in the context of Jojo, it would be the person who loved Jojo the most and truly deserved to be with them. Uh, with that being said, it is clear that the winner, Jobo, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, Jobo would be Speedwagon. Uh, you know, he may be gone, he may be dead, but his love is forever. Um, so the question is, was Speedwagon your favorite Jobo? And if not, who was it and why? P.S. Uh, um, um, it, wait, wait, wait. Okay, fine. P.S. What if Death 13 stand user was an adult that was turned into a baby by Horny Alessi? This concept is not my idea, but my friend's. Um, you guys have the best day ever. Hopefully next time we will all have received the news that we have been hoping for. It would be so awesome. Keep on being hot boys. Bye. Thanks. I forgot we were hot boys. Yes. Because we're all hot blooded or something. I don't know. What was it? I don't remember, but I'll take it. It was a week ago. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I, I don't know. What were other characters who were in love with? I don't remember being a hot boy. We did say, or you said we were hot boys, maybe, because we were talking about it being hot or something. Yes, it was Miles' favorite temperature is like 60 or something insane like that. And oh, you and I and were you like, and I are hot boys. And Miles called us hot boys. Yes, okay. Yeah. Miles didn't even remember, and he said it. All I remember is I sang <sighs> the Missy Elliott song. Okay. Um, Who are the other Joe Bo's? So, my favorite Joe Bo is Rohan. <laughs> you think Rohan hate-loved Josuke? Yes. Right. It, it was, what's it called? Sundere? Oh. Yeah. He yeah. loves him. That's my favorite. He couple. wanted. He wanted to to hate fuck him. Yes, but not hate. But he loved him really. Right. Um. Jobo's in part. Oh, okay. Well, I can't do that. Um. I think in like some of the later JoJo parts. Okay, I was going to say it's one of the Joe Bros, but that's true of Speedwagon. He was a bro, who was also a bow. Perhaps Bucciolati. Bucciolati did lick Giorno. Mm-hmm. He's good. Um, I don't, yeah. yeah, Rohan would be the one from part four. There's nobody else that really had that kind of tension. Um, part three, Kakyoin wanted to I, fuck Joe, Joe Tato's mom. 
What's up, Miles? <laughs> There's Abdul who had that weird oh. scene with uh, Joseph. Yeah. What if that scene, like Mariah's power, like actually sucked and didn't work, but he was just pushing himself against Joseph and being <laughs> like, oh no, we're not gay, but we're just magnetized. Yeah, baby. Um, yeah. I mean, I Buchaladi or Abdul for me would rank above Speedwagon. Um, just as characters in general, but yeah, Speedwagon looking at Arena and Jonathan being together, and he's like, "All right, awesome, time for Speedwagon to leave," and you know that he's just like crying into his pillow. Like that is a pretty great scene. What if Def Thirteen Stand is an adult that was turned into a baby by Alessi? Um, I don't know. I would assume that Alessi has some kind of range on his stand. I don't, I don't know if he was nearby. I don't know, that seems difficult. What I don't if, remember what countries those different places, those different fights took place in, but I don't know. And what if, I don't know, it's inconsequential. Yeah, what if, man? I guess, like, if when Alessi was knocked out, there'd just be some baby who's like, oh, I ate shit. It would just be an adult, I guess. What if Shizuka Joestar, because mm. we never find out, like, where she came from, right? What if she was an adult turned into a baby and now trapped as a baby forever? Well... That doesn't happen, though. Like, because the people who were babies, including Polnareff, who turned into, like, an embryo. Oh, my God. Um, they turned back into adults <laughs> when uh, Jotaro beat up Alessi. Um, mm. And I was watching a, like, Stand Rush compilation video on YouTube, and I forgot how great a panel, even though the Alessi fight is like, what is this doing here? It is great when uh, fucking Star Platinum and Silver Chariot, like, beat up Alessi at the same time. It's uh, really cool, and it's fun because Star Platinum smiles mm. at the camera. Uh, like the two of them beat the shit out of you at the same time. POV, you are a child molester getting the shit beaten out of you by two strong stands. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was talking about it with... Uh, who was I talking about this with? Hmm. How am I supposed to know? Oh, shit. It was just... Um, I think I was actually talking about the recent arc, and... Um, the current arc of JoJo's that I am caught up on. And just that, like part four and kind of part five, I think, it's this thing where Araki writes JoJo and he like doesn't quite know what he wants to end up doing with the series. He has like a strong beginning for the characters. And then the series really gets good when he solidifies the final like big boss. And part three, Stardust Crusader's strength is that we already know who Dio is. But then, like, it feels like it should have ended when he got through the tarot card stand users, mm. even though there's still some weak stuff in there. Like, well, I, I like Gray Fly in the, in the plane, that fucking bug and shit. But then it was like, after that, I don't know why, but he just had to extend it. Maybe the magazine was like, no, keep doing more. Don't don't fight Dio yet. And so he's like, uh, this guy turns you into kids. And... <laughs> Uh, this one has magnets and this one you're underwater inside and I, I like some of those stand fights and some of the tarot like sun is like stupid but uh, yeah part three just went on too long it was like mm -hmm. we know who Dio is and he, but he's mysterious at the same time and then it was like holy shit just get to it mm -hmm. Um, I don't know that there's been like a well paced Jojo hmm no maybe we'll find out <laughs> I like they all I think all of them kind of start out like 
like he wasn't really sure where it was going to go and then eventually he figures it out and then and then it starts to kind of yeah yeah you need a villain what were you gonna say miles uh i just made a noise that's it oh okay good i'm glad Uh, all right this is a short one um explaining king crimson i guess we asked for an explanation at some point because we yes by we you mean Miles. miles hello jjbp i can't wait crow hello jjbp crow this email won't be long so king crimson skips time and during that skipped to diavolo becomes invisible and can predict the enemy's movement p.s i'm horny pps high chat and bizarre buccaneer I, can't, I don't get it. I can't tell if this email was supposed to be a quick explanation. It's a skip. Or if they did skip time. No, it's a, it was a time skip in there. Okay. I I read that full email, but you guys didn't. Well, they did misspell <gasps> Diavolo yeah. as Dovolo. Yeah. Uh, which is now the canon name for Diavolo. Dovolo. I'm picturing Dovolo as like a low poly, shitty drawn version of Diavolo. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like slightly softer, a lot less detail in the fishnets. Yeah. Uh, this is from Mickey. Subject line is, I can eat a whole Oreo pack at one sitting, but I shouldn't because I'm slowly getting overweight. Dear JJB pod crew, I just finished finished listening to the 198th episode of your podcast. And I have to say that I 100% agree with Jackie. Let me explain what I'm talking about. In this episode, you started a discussion about what candy would you eliminate from existence. The choices were Twix, Snickers, Milky Way, and Reese's Cups. Jackie said that she doesn't really care about Snickers and Twix, but she really likes Milky Way and doesn't like Reese's. I have the exact same opinions, and everyone who says it's weird or wrong is a stinky do-do brain. Your Oreo-loving fan, Mickey. P.S. Did you know that Mars in reverse is SRAM? SRAM, I'm pronouncing it wrong in Polish, means I'm shitting or I'm taking a shit. Hmm. Maybe it's SRAM? Probably SRAM. SRAM? SRAM. I don't know. That's what I'm going to say now. I'm shitting, I'm shitting, I'm shitting, I'm shitting. (laughs) (laughs) I like that there's like a one syllable way to say I'm taking a shit. Can I just say is, um, is, I feel like Mickey, you and I, we have a connection because I can also eat a whole bat like a whole box of oreos well, in one I sitting that, i think that's what th- you probably said that i don't think i have said that i think i think i think it. mickey and i are the same person mickey write in and let us know if you said that just because you eat oreo boxes or if because i've said it before but that's like a thing with me um have you if, ever been to poland jackie if you yes i have oh my god <laughs> same person if you if if there is a box of oreos I will eat all of it unless you stop me somehow. Or if it's mint chocolate so, flavored, right? Because no. I saw this at the grocery store and I almost bought them. Oh, I wouldn't. Oh, no. It would have been funny. You could have that. To see your I want specifically the double, stu- double, double stuffed Oreos are the best. But I'll also take regular Oreos. But yeah, I, so I can't have them in the house because I'll just eat them all in one day. And like, what's the, what's the point? <laughs> and then I have a tummy ache. <laughs> I mean, Oreos are good though. They At the are beginning vegan. of the pandemic. We were eating tons and tons of Oreos. They're addictive. Yeah. You can't stop. I, if, if you have the box in front of you, you can't stop eating I, them. I mean, I can stop, but it's it, it is hard. I cannot. 
it's not like you can say, I'll just have like two or you can't do that. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen. Um, I can't do it. Anyway, Nabisco, if you're listening, we would like one sponsorship, please. Oh, Oreos are vegan. That's what I was saying. Oh, you said that? Yeah, there was someone I used to work with who was vegan and he would always talk about how ve- how Oreos were vegan, but he also was talking about how he was pre-diabetic. Mm. And then after I stopped working there and stuff, he was like, well, I'm diabetic now, everyone. And, it, and I just remember someone being like, he would talk about Oreos all the time. <laughs> Gotta Aww. be careful. Still alive. Yeah, of course. Do oh, okay. you think I would talk about someone who died? Look, I don't know what you're like. Anyway, Albert Einstein <laughs> used to piss his pants. Oh boy! Moving on. I uh, I want to, by the way, point out I was never able to confirm that. I did look that up, <laughs> and I feel like I found some people asking about it. And I, but I don't know. I got to find that book I read when I was a kid. But I think I took that it out from the library funny. like an idiot. This email is from Chad, and the subject line is "God bless this surprising amount of fan service." Aloha, JJB Pod Crew. <laughs> Chad's email subject lines are becoming light novels. Uh, I want to say. I want to start by saying I love the ridiculousness that is Konosuba. I watched all of the two seasons and the movie last year prior to watching a gag anime called Isekai Quartet. I actually ended up watching all four of the Kadokawa-produced Isekai shows featured in that one show just so I could understand the jokes and references of that show. Yes, I'm weird. I kind of forgot how much boob-related fan service is sprinkled, or should I say jiggled, around Konosuba, but hopefully it wasn't too distracting for folks that watched along with you all. Here's the JoJo's Bizarre voice connections I found. The main character, Kazuma, shares his voice with La Squadra di Esecuzione Enemy Stand User Formaggio. He used the stand Little Feet to shrink and grow things. Yeah, his big fight, I think, was against Narancia, and they ended up setting the street on fire. The guild girl, Luna, shares her voice with number one best ghost girl of Morio, Remy Sugimoto. Gruff guild member, Arakure Mono, don't remember him, and we may have seen him, Shares his voice with gruff resurrected warrior Tarkus from part one of Jojo. Uh, as always, I hope everyone is well. Please stay safe. Take care of yourselves and one another. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. I don't remember if Mark shared what he found for last week's voice connections from a place further than the universe. So here's what I found. Uh, Shirase Antarctica uh, doesn't share a direct Jojo voice, but she is the voice of the hardworking red blood cell from Cells at Work. Um, the expedition captain, who I don't, I don't know if we met him, shares his voice, shares her voice, excuse me, with Love Deluxe stand user Yukako. Uh, Ooh. The, what is this? Mom-ager or mom-ager? What is that? Ma- mom-ager. Mom-ager? Mom-ager. It's like manager. Oh. oh. Very good. Mom-ager Tamiko Shiraishi shares her voice with Cinderella stand user Ayatsuji and also Sailor Neptune from Sailor Moon Crystal. Uh, and Tamaki's dad shares his voice with the Joestar family butler from part one and the unfortunate owner of Centipede Shoes from part four. Mm. What was the Joestar butler name? It was probably something ridiculous, like Andrew. I thought it was like like Alfred. <laughs> no, that's Stupid. Batman. It was something like that, though. Oh, his Jeremy name. Jeremy Irons. His name is Roses. His name is Roses? Or Rosas. Probably Stupid. Rosas. But I think it was Rosas. Yeah. Nope, it was Roses. It, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the Japanese right now, and it's Roses. Ridiculous. Whatever. I guess he, he used to work with guns, and, and uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I get it. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, Chad. Miles, do you want to take us out? 
Goodbye. No, this email is from Jumbo. Jumbo. And the subject line is open parentheses, no subject, close parentheses. Hey, JJB Pod Gang. Glad to hear y'all are giving Konosuba a watch. It's a refreshing take on the isekai genre after a slew of shows that were just OP dark haired boys in their harems. The main cast having such obvious character flaws helped to make them so endearing and memorable. Hopefully the blatant horniness on display didn't detract too much from y'all's enjoyment. Also, I noticed on the Patreon that y'all have finally reached true happiness. How's it feel to have reached Nirvana? Jumbo. What does this mean, Mark? I think uh, in Patreon, you can sub- you can put on there like goals for how much you make in monthly donations. Mm. And so I think to fuck around, I said like uh, true happiness would be achieved at a certain mm. amount, but... I mean, our monthly number is constantly <laughs> fluctuating, and I don't think it's currently at what true happiness was. I think we briefly had true happiness. Okay. So I will say I that feel it. Uh, unfortunately, we have fallen out of Nirvana, but it did feel good. That's what I remember about it. There's, there's a good feeling about it. Mm, I was happy mm-hmm. for a little while. Yes. But I'm no longer happy. And heaven knows I'm miserable now. Um, Smiths? Yeah. That's right. Okay. The Smiths. Uh, yeah, so those were emails sent to Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. If you want to contribute to our journey towards nirvana and happiness, you too can go to patreon.com slash jjbpod and start supporting us at only a dollar a month. What? That's right. That's it? You can support us for one dollar for one month. And you can make it monthly. It could end up being $12 for a year if you think about it. That's ridiculous. But at the $3 tier, we will say your name on this podcast and thank you honestly and openly. And for $15, just you could just do it once. You just do one month, 15 bucks. We'll watch three episodes of the show and we'll also read your name then too. I, wanted, I want to explain that. It's not like if you give us too much money, we don't say thank you out loud. We'll say it as long as you give us $3 a month. And if you don't believe us, hey, just try it out. Sign up for our Patreon and see if we say your name. All right, everybody. Are you guys ready to read the names? I'm going to share the screen. Yes. Okay, I can't wait. So we will say thank you so much to Josh. Kenny. Mr. Jackpots. Mickey. Katie. Hunter. Bloof. Michael. Nocturnal. Caden. Tyler. Austin. Nick. Martin. Chad. Jumbo. Tim. Yes. Thank you all. There was no editing done to that reading <laughs> session. We We're all so good. smoothly passed it around. Like, uh, I don't have a simile, but we all did it really smoothly and easily. Like a well-oiled mm-hmm. machine, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. So again, that's patreon.com slash jjbpod. Also, we didn't mention this, but we're on Twitter at jjbpod. Um, and the Patreon, we also have a special feed that you get access to where you can see my extra show notes or thoughts on Jojo Leon. I will be uploading. I will I will do, um, I don't know if I'll quite call it a podcast episode, but I will be speaking my mind on the next chapter of Jojo Leon when it comes out. Uh, Miles presents you with a song of the week and uh, a list of the pop culture references 
that we talk about on the show. And again, that's only for $1 a month. Think of the savings. What? All of that for $1 a month? That's right. Oh wow. Uh, I guess before we talk about the anime, before we take a break, we are a little bit late, but we, we said we would do, or I don't know, Miles says that we said that we would- you. That I, the only Jewish person on this podcast- Jackie has participated in a number of Passover seders, though. Uh, how many Passovers uh, do I need to participate in before I can be honorary Jewish? Well, no. I think you're in. There's, Damn it. It doesn't work that way. No. Okay. How you many cannot. How many have I participated in? It must be like... You only need to participate in like one or two to be able to rank like the foods. Like 14 or something. You don't need to... We have been together a long time, but I don't yeah. think you were going to Passover seders in the beginning. Right. Okay, you can both rank the foods. The only person who shouldn't rank the foods then is me. I'm interested in your thoughts, uh, Miles. We'll, we'll hear your impressions of the, the foods. So for I those... I have attended... One Passover Seder and I got food poisoning. Oh no! <laughs> that's it's anti-Semitic for you to even say that. <laughs> well, that's how it happened. If I'm you sorry, threw up it, during your food poisoning, no, you're no, in the no, anti-Semite. No, no. Uh, bin. It came out the other way, baby. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's the more convenient way. Anyway, uh, if you didn't know, Passover is a Jewish holiday in which we celebrate the supposed uh, mass enslavement of the jewish people by ancient egyptians there is some evidence that semitic people were enslaved in egypt but we did not build the pyramids if anybody tells you if anybody jewish tells you that just go oh wow but it did you know also if you remember there was a rugrats episode that was the passover special and american anime rugrats yeah and they <laughs> yeah and they retell <laughs> the passover story um as the maca babies i believe no, that's Hanukkah. That's Hanukkah. That's Hanukkah? Oh, well, they also read... I don't know. The Passover special is good. They do They do, do a Passover special. I remember it because whenever I go to talk about bitter herbs, I remember the father in Rugrats pronouncing it as herb and uh. there being something of an argument. The Passover special is hilarious because it's like... it's They're like sitting at a table and they're like trying to lead the Seder and it's just... People argue and there's interruptions and stuff and it's just like... The humor is like for adults. It's really yeah. good. Um, yeah. So it's basically it's a it's a dinner, but there's like a ceremony and a ritual where you read from book and like there's a bunch of foods on this special plate and they each represent something in the story of Passover and you talk about them and you eat most of them. There's some that are just there mm -hmm. that are just on you don't the eat plate the egg or the bone. The, you don't eat the egg or you and you don't eat the bone. Yeah, you never really should eat bones. Yeah. Well, some people eat bones. Those people are dogs, <laughs> and they need to stop doing that because they could choke. No, people do eat people eat bones. Most people are weird. They chew on the bones. Yeah. No, people suck the marrow. That's different. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I don't know. All right, so apparently we're going to rank the foods here. So let's go over all the foods on the Seder plate. All right. There is the shank bone, uh, which symbolizes the uh, sacrifice of the firstborn Egyptian babies. In the Passover story, that's right. Because the Egyptians wouldn't let Jews out of Egypt, the Jewish God did 10 really shitty things to... Murdered their children. To all of Egypt. I mean, to be fair, that was the 10th thing. Like, they kept giving yeah. the, the Pharaoh, the Egyptian ruler, a chance. And he would be like, fine. And then he'd be like, no, I changed my mind. You're still slaves. Uh, and so the, for the 10th time, he was like, well, all the firstborn babies are going to die. 
what I like about this though is that the whatever the the angel, the the Jewish death god, uh, doesn't know who's Jewish, and you had to go put a lamb's blood symbol on your door to be like, no, no, we're Jewish. Don't kill our babies. And he's like, oh, okay. Like <laughs> otherwise, he just indiscriminately kills. But yeah, you don't eat the lamb shank bone. It's just there as a symbol. So whatever. I don't want to foreshadow our opinions. There's also a roasted egg, which symbolizes the temple sacrifice. I don't know what that means. It's some other goddamn sacrifice, but it, it symbolizes life. There is haroset, which is a paste of fruit and nuts, which symbolizes the mortar, or like the cement that Jews use to build the pyramid of the pharaohs, even though there is no anthropological evidence that we built the pyramids. Um, maror is a bitter... I don't know if that is that. The, I guess that's the bitter herb, like horseradish. horseradish. That's that's what we eat. Horseradish, which represents the bitterness of slavery. There is uh, carpas, which is a green vegetable, usually parsley, but you can use romaine lettuce, uh, which represents spring, or I guess like the goodness of getting out of there, get out of this desert, and let's go to a place with some plants. Am I right? Uh, also on the yeah. on the plate is a bowl of salt water that you dip the green vegetable in, and the salt water represents the tears of the slaves. Aww. And not on this particular article that Miles sent here. It's not one of the bullets here, but it's uh, matzah. Mm. Uh, and matzah mm. is bread that has... Uh, it's like a cracker. It's almost it's like a unleavened. cracker. unleavened. Unleavened, so there's no yeast. It's like a cracker. It's, it's like a cracker... Uh, the the main traditional kind does not have egg in it, and so it tastes like shit. <laughs> not completely it's like shit. It's just very bland. It's just bland. It's it doesn't taste bland. bad. It just doesn't taste like anything. But basically, it's missing salt. Like crackers yeah. always have salt, and they're delicious, and you put stuff on them. But egg matzah is actually pretty good. And mm-hmm. then they do shit. We have chocolate covered matzah. There's something I always see that's like grape tinged matzah is there like salt and vinegar matzah is hope- there like sour cream and onion <laughs> no well maybe there should be I don't barbecue know. matzah <laughs> so i i am yes. gonna put at the bottom i'm i'm gonna put the lamb shank bone uh because we don't eat it yeah you can't eat it you could probably use it to make soup stock mm-hmm. but uh Ooh. i don't i don't know where that bone comes from yeah i don't want it okay it comes from a lamb yeah but like I, I've never had to shop for Passover, like, really. Or I should have, but I don't, really. Because, whatever. Uh, but I guess, like, when you just go to, like, a Jewish deli, you're like, oh, you got one of those bones? And I'm like, of course we do. And they just throw you a bone. Mm. You say, throw me a freaking bone here. And they do. Uh, coming up after that, it's going to be uh, the roasted egg. Because eggs are good, yeah. but you don't eat it. You don't eat it. It's just there for symbolism. Mm-hmm. And Mark doesn't like symbolism. I love symbolism. Okay. I don't like these symbols. Okay. You don't like how it tastes, though. I don't love the taste of symbolism. Yeah. I want literal food. <laughs> um, Jackie, how do you feel so far about those two being I on the agree. Bottom? I'm in agreement. Okay. After that, third from the bottom, I am going to say salt water. <laughs> I don't think it's that good. Jackie made a face. I think... The salt water should go above the parsley because the parsley, I think, is not good without the salt water. You dip them to you eat them together. You dip the parsley in the salt water. But I would rather, I don't know, the, without the salt water, it's not as good. Yeah. So but, I think it's more important. 
I guess, but we are ranking them individually. And if you just had to have like food for nutrients, you'd want to have the green vegetable. The salt water is just going to fuck you up. I could drink salt water. <laughs> All right. Jackie's going to start her pirate life as the only person who can just, you know, sustain herself on the ocean water. Um, it's too salty. You can't I, drink that. I place basically, you'll, you'll find that I place anything that's like a sauce above everything else. You think salt water is a sauce? Well, that's how you use it in this. You dip the parsley in it and then you eat the parsley. I guess so. All right, next year, Miles is going to be at our Seder, and then we'll, we'll get his rankings. <laughs> um, uh, right above that, uh, fourth from the bottom, or I guess third from the top, something? Well, okay, I'll, I'll say- Number three. No, no, I think, I'm, I think it is dead center. Whatever. The green vegetable is above that. No. Um, okay, I'm going to say that the horseradish goes right above the uh, salt water. I- the horseradish sauce, traditionally, we, I don't know if it's a Jewish thing. There's there's all these different types of Jews. The common ones that you, you hear from people like me, white American people, are Ashkenazi, speak Yiddish. They come from like Hungary and shit. Uh, I don't know if it's for everybody or if it's just us, but we would have like this horseradish spread that is like red, pink in color because it has beets. Mm-hmm. And... I like it. It's not terrible. It's very powerful. Like horseradish is like kind of, I don't know if I'd call it spicy, but it can be very spicy. It's like very aromatic. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's a strong, powerful, overwhelming. You can't have too much of it. It'll, it'll clean your fucking nostrils right out. Yeah. Um, It's the spice they serve with sushi. Is that true? No, that's wasabi. Yeah. That's made of horseradish. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. That makes sense. Is um, that true? I guess so. Wow. <laughs> Wowie, wow. wow. We're learning. And we're coming back to you, anime. <laughs> What's well, uh, not an anime, Mark? Well, it's Japanese. I'm saying we're on our way. We're, you know, <laughs> we're slowly coming back. The seven degrees of separation, like we're on degree five or six here. How many Jewish people are in Japan? Like three. <laughs> <laughs> three total. <laughs> Siri, I'm, it's like in the hundreds. Yeah. Out of like millions um there is a wikipedia article called jews in japan and it's just a picture of three people wow no um in 2014 they said about 2000 and then there's another citation here just from a just from a guy it just is like the citation for this other number is just a guy named kanji ishizumi and it says 300 okay so that's anywhere from 0.0002% to 0.0016%. Cool. Almost all of them are not Japanese citizens, and almost all of them are foreigner short-term residents. Mm. Uh, so nobody knows who we are. And no one, <laughs> I mean, there's barely any Jews in the world, period. Um, but you have to hear us talk about this shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I the, requested this. Yeah, you did. The horseradish, it's like, it's interesting. It's distinctive. It does end up mixing well with the other food on this list. But uh, in, in a vacuum, I would rather just eat a green vegetable, which is coming up next. Because I will say above the horseradish is green vegetables, you know, parsley. You can't eat a meal of it, but it's a nice garnish. Mm-hmm. It's good for you. It provides roughage. It's probably got other nutrients 
that I have heard of at a time. And yeah. Are you adding matzah to the ranking here somewhere? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't until you said it, but yes okay. is the answer. Um, above that for me is going to be haroset, which is that sort of sweet paste of like apple and nuts it's and honey-ish. like it's like you chop up some apples you put some chopped up walnuts together you add honey you add cinnamon and it's a sweet cinnamony appley nutty uh low-key nutty sauce i guess <laughs> it's a paste it's i don't paste. know i don't call paste sounds like because the texture is mostly like a it's like a crunchy honey because <laughs> it's like honey with a bunch of crunchy stuff in it yeah. You know? Walnuts, almonds, pe- pecans, cinnamon, ginger, cardamom. Never heard of her. You picked a weird recipe. This is foodnetwork.com. You can call them weird if you want. Uh, this Cardamom is, the, is a spice. This is the weirdest. Uh, it's just like nuts and apples and honey. And it's like, you can't go wrong. Put yeah. it all together. Those are good things. It's, and the only time you eat it is Passover. Yeah. It's also annoying because if you're like me and you leave shit to the last minute and you're like, I need to get all the things for Passover. This is not a thing you can just find. Like the egg, you can be like, whatever, I got a fucking egg. Whatever. A bone, it's a symbol. You don't eat it, so I'll just get a bone. Uh, but Haro said, you you can't get this anywhere. If you ask someone at a grocery store for this, they don't know what you said. However, being that it is a... It's s- easy to make, though. Yeah. Okay. Just, like, you probably have honey and cinnamon in your home, and then you get an apple and some nuts. Mm, I'm, I'm confused. That's too much. <laughs> you also are supposed to put kosher for Passover red wine in there, but uh, no one's going to know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't eat this stuff on its own. It's very, very sweet. And it, yeah, it doesn't have a pleasing texture. It's just sort of a bunch of wet nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what you're supposed to do at some point, this like rabbi guy who interpreted a lot of the bible and made it made sense because it's just a bunch of old nonsense written by different people that is like supposed to be you know a religion and no one listens to it the same way but this guy was like what if we made a sandwich where you took the symbol for mortar and the symbol for sweetness and you put them together in a sandwich and so that's right you have a matzah sandwich it's so good. It's my favorite thing about that's of, that's like top tier best thing about passover. You heard it folks from a gentile it's good you it's put, that matzo sandwich you put horseradish sauce and and again in our case that's like the beet infused red magenta horseradish sauce it's, with, not, it's not necessarily a sauce that's that's a horseradish the yeah, but it's stuff. not like raw horseradish like well, the, the like, beets take the edge off right right okay if you like bit raw horseradish it'd be like biting raw cinnamon you'd want to die it's like okay whew. Uh, do you remember that kid frank in uh high school swallowed a bunch of wasabi uh no, I don't remember that. But what what happened <laughs> yeah, to him? Hilarious. Did like steam shoot out of his ears? He he just sprinted to the water fountain. Yeah, he thought he was gonna die. Yeah, that's why people don't eat raw wasabi. Uh, anyway, yeah. So it sounds disgusting, but it actually kind of works. Uh, I I will say though, you don't eat like an entire sandwich, or at least I don't. You just eat a bunch of matzah, and then your dad Wait, so keeps reading. Did you explain what the sandwich is? It's matzah, horseradish. And the um, haroset, which is like which apples is, and spices and, and the honey, honey apples. So it's a sweet and, uh, you know, sweet and horseradish in a matzah sandwich. Yeah. And again, it does sound disgusting and I would not eat a lot of it. I like it. But it's interesting. 
And uh, it's the kind of thing where if I taste it, I would be I, like, I I'm at home it. eating Passover. I eat a lot of it. Whatever's left dinner. on that Seder plate, I just make sandwiches out of. <laughs> Including <laughs> like the bones. We eat the bones. No. Uh, anyway, coming in at the number one slot for me is matzah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's the best. You can put anything with matzah. My dad makes pizza out of it. Okay. But you just know? eating matzah by itself because you discounted salt water because you have to eat it by itself. So matzah by itself, you think, is number one above everything else by themselves. I would eat in volume way more matzah than anything else that we've talked about. Okay. You'd get a stomach ache, and you know that. You would get a stomach ache if you ate a lot of haroset by itself. Okay. My list, can you put them up on the screen so that I can, I'll give you my list really, really quick. Um. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot you guys were looking at the screen at all. I'm glad I didn't open my pornos. Do you do that a lot during the pod? Oh, yeah. And yeah, remember to don't think of, don't forget about uh, matzah. Right, right. My list from the bottom, uh, I agree with the bone, then the egg. Um, then I will put the uh, green vetch, the, the parsley. Um, then I would put the salt water. Then I would put matzah. That's crazy. Then I would put um, horseradish, horseradish, and then and then number one would be the um, harosa because it's I'll, I can only eat that at Passover, and so I rank it number one because it's special. You can eat it whenever. Yeah, but it's special. Yeah, and it's sweet and it's good. It's too sweet, and again, the texture is not fun. But I love. I'm the really horseradish glad we did this, and I like salt water. Yeah, I'm debating what to do with this audio because, I mean... <laughs> Just release it as a special uh, Patreon. <laughs> that, 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 that's, too, that's too few people for the effort. I don't know. Maybe some people listening will appreciate it. Um, listeners, write in if you are not anti-Semites. Just put in the time code. Like, skip to this time if you don't I care do about... I do a lot of the time. <laughs> I'll be like, skip here to get to the anime. Skip here to get to Passover talk. <laughs> Um. Also, a lot of Passover. I I haven't been to that many other people's seder's. I usually just go to my family's thing. I don't know a lot of Jewish people who aren't in my family. And even then, I'm also like, I don't want to do seder with anybody else. This shit is annoying. You're just like looking at food and you're reading and you're like, I know the story. Just let me eat. But yeah, that's why Mark uh, didn't marry a Jew. So he just has right. to show up to Christmas dinner. Right. <laughs> and that's why I continue on my weird journey of like when. I meet other Jewish people and they'll bring up something that's like, oh yeah, you know, we all do this. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't eat Kugula. Stop, stop bringing it up. Um, but uh, I, the other thing that seems to be common in Seders though is looking at what you're supposed to read and being like, we can skip this shit. Being like, yeah, we yeah. read this part of it. We, we don't need to read this. Um, but no part skippers in JoJo. Do not skip parts. You can skip parts of the Passover Haggadah. You cannot skip parts of the manga i'm sorry you i don't can, i don't make the rules you can skip time if you are the boss that's right if you are diablo you can skip time <laughs> yeah all right let's take a break uh we'll find the afi komen and then we'll come back for the rest of the podcast yes Yes. Hello. Thanks for listening to 
Jew pod. Okay. Jew Jews Bizarre. <laughs> For anyone who skipped, we were talking about Passover, and one of the people on this podcast is a Jewish person, uh, and that's me. So it's fine. We're just having fun. Uh, we are here to talk about Konosuba, the anime from 2016, the winter 2016 anime season, during which it was one of the most popular shows. Uh, and Konosuba started as a web novel. So it's like a light novel, but it was on a website called Shosetsu, where users are able to publish their own novels. Mm. It then got a lot li- oh, like webtoons. Yeah, I guess. But it's like literature, you know? Wait, is it like oh. fan fiction? Like people, people just, this is just like a regular person posted their story? Yeah, but it doesn't have to be uh, fan fiction. It can be original. Right, right, right. And I believe Chad mentioned watching Isekai Quartet, which I believe is the same writer, mm. um, who is Natsume Akatsuki. He really likes. He loves Isekai. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is the story of being like, when I'm dead, you're all going to miss this nerd. And also <laughs> there's going to be boobs in my face. <laughs> um, a, lot of, a lot of boobs in this show. A lot of boobs and butts. Um, yeah. And uh, then, you know, it was so popular on Shosetsu, it eventually got its own proper light novel release. Uh, this is a pretty long title, so it's kind of like a light novel. And it had, you know, it got illustrations at that point. Um, and yeah, then eventually it became an anime uh, adapted by Studio Dean, who did classics like Urusei Yatsura and Ranma One Half. Uh, and as for this podcast, we did cover Read or Die, the OVA series. Which one was that? R-O-D. Oh, is that the one with the, the, there were powers? The paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember. Oh, yeah. Paper was the big deal. In there. Yeah. I, I remember liking it. I remember okay. liking it. It was three episodes. And yeah. Um, yes, I should have probably also written down when the web thing came out. Uh, December 2012. Um, and yeah, this show, you know, it is an isekai, so, uh, you know, a kid, a child, uh, dies and is reincarnated into a world where he has to go on a adventure. It's like a fantasy world with magic. Well, no, he's given a choice. He can go to heaven. Um, so, so he dies. There's this like, I don't know, goddess lady who is dressed kind of like a fairy sailor, sailor scout. Um, and she gives him a choice. You can go to heaven. You can be reborn, re- reincarnated. Um, like as a baby, I assume is what they meant, right? Yes. Yeah, back, that sounds back, horrible. Back to your, wherever you, you know, your, your same world. Or you can come to this fantasy world and she's like, you like, you like video games, right? And it's like, people have powers in there, but it's like dangerous. And I'm like, why? At, at first I was like, I don't understand why, what the benefit of that is. You know, it sounds it's a different take. It sounds it, it's she didn't make it sound good. I, I thought it sounded horrible. Like you have to like just survive, you know, I'm like, why would why would you want? She did make it sound horrible. <laughs> like, why would you mm. want? Why would you want to well, be fighting are, things all the time? None of the choices were amazing. You're not <laughs> supposed to die. I mean, she also said heaven. Heaven was boring. That great. Yeah, she said heaven was boring. I think I've brought it up on this pod before, but there is the Perry Bible Fellowship comic. Uh, that I can share with you now visually because I did look it up um, that someone on Imager has called Heaven Sucks uh, and it's just a four panel comic where it's you know God floating in the air and a person behind him saying excuse me God God says my son and the man says is there a billiards table here 
God says, do you really need a billiards table? The man says, well, I guess not. And when God floats away, he says, this sucks. Mm. So that's just what I thought of when I imagined a heaven that's not really that amazing. So, and she said, you can't have sex there. Yeah. And I was like, I've never, I can't believe this, but I've never thought to myself, like, if heaven's real, I'm going to go there and just fuck all the time. I've never thought about, like, sexual pleasure when it comes to heaven. Yeah. Am I a good boy? Heaven's, hey, you're a great boy. Heaven's yes. been represented a lot of different ways. Um, you know, uh, there's been representations that are like, heaven is whatever you think heaven is. You know what I mean? So it's like, whatever your ideal like how you want to spend eternity um and then there's also like the typical like you're in the clouds and like everyone's there and you can like talk to like aristotle and like whitney houston and you know like you can talk to like you know it's just every everybody and, and your your great grandma and stuff like that um and all the just, great recording artists you're just happy and people play the harp and it's very chill. It's very chill and peaceful. And you can look uh, disappointedly at your kin. You can look at your grandson and be like, <laughs> don't you dare sin. Don't do it. Yeah. It, but he does. It's <laughs> He does. He rarely fucks up. Um, yeah. I guess in Islam, there's the 72 virgins. Is that how many? Yeah. So that's kind of sexual. I don't know how many there are. I don't think you just go play like fucking poker with them. No. You know, you do something. It's like you... you what just, do you do with them? You're, well, mm. You get to have a lot of fun up in heaven. Anyway, so yeah, so so he uh, doesn't really like think about the choice too hard and he just goes with the, yeah, I'll, I'll go to the fantasy world. Oh, and she says that um, if you choose this, you can pick one thing or power to take with you. What do you... Do you guys think though that if you're reincarnated... Like, do you take all of your memories as you are now and you're just like trapped in a baby body who can't speak? That sounds like no. hell. You no. Get, you get wiped. Yeah, that, so that, that option like, was well, just, the, you're wiped. What does it matter if you're reincarnated then if your memories are wiped? Do I have the same bad feet? I would have liked for him to take a philosophical pause for a moment to just be like, wow, this is what happens after death. And... Actually, none of this really matters because like either either I go to heaven and it's like kind of game over like that's that's the end game over, or man. I go into one of these two cycles of more life, you know, and mm -hmm. like like what even is the point? What is the meaning? Like if I'm reincarnated, like what's the point? Or if I go to this fantasy world again, what's the point? Like what is uh like why would I do that? Like, what's the benefit? You know, what like did, I don't think we get a clear understanding of the trade-offs, and I also don't think. Well, yeah, it's a comedy focusing on. I know the, the RPG world. I know it's a comedy, but I don't know. Do you? Do you I have like a sense philosophy. on what you would choose, uh, just based on what we did here? By the way, the goddess's name is Aqua, and she has something to do with water, hence the name Aqua. I would have asked more. And her. Sorry, go ahead. Her butt is out. Her butt is out a lot. She's wearing like a, a veil over her butt, basically. It's like a suggestion of a cloth. Yeah. Um, I would have asked a lot more questions. Oh, yeah. I would have asked a lot more questions before making a decision. Yeah, it isn't obviously a comedy at this point yet. But what we, before she describes though, she does explain that, that you know, he, you know, uh, the way it happens is that he goes to, he dies because I was, I was just summarizing it first, like briefly, but the details of it is, 
he is a kid who's like a shut-in and he's like, well, I'm actually going to leave the house today because I'm going to go to this store to get this limited edition game. It's coming out today. He goes and he gets off the bus and he's like, wow, a crazy five-hour round trip. He sees a girl from his high school walking and she's about to get hit by a truck and he goes and pushes her out of the way, uh, but then he dies. And so he wakes up in heaven and he's like, oh, uh, well, wakes up in this, not heaven, in this like limbo place with this goddess. And he's like, oh, so I pushed her out of the way and saved her life. I guess my death wasn't in vain. And the goddess is like, well, she would have lived anyway. You didn't need to push her out of the way. It was it, a, it was a tractor. Yeah. Uh, it, it it was it was fine. It wasn't. She was in no danger. Uh, and you died from shock. I guess from, just from the shock of right. Of he wasn't happened. hit by the tractor yeah. either because I guess it was moving slow. He just was so scared that he pissed his pants and had to go to the hospital, and then he died. And everyone in the hospital laughed at him and his family came and laughed at him as he died. Uh, so that's right there. You're like, okay, this is sort of a dark comedy mm-hmm. setup. Uh, and it seems familiar to me. I feel like there's another like a show or a movie or something that had that exact thing where they killed, they died to like save somebody, but they, the whoever it is in the afterlife tells them like, well, you didn't really need to do that. Like, but I don't, I don't remember what that is. Is it your I don't know if fan it was an fiction anime. for Cruel Intentions? No. Towards the end of Cruel Intentions, he pushes someone out of the way and gets hit by a taxi. Spoilers for Cruel Intentions. Whoa. It wasn't that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I thought maybe. Uh, anyway, what would you guys choose, though? If, maybe could you, it happens. Could you go to, like, OK Heaven? Would you reincarnate or would you go to this RPG-ass world? I would do OK Heaven for sure. I don't think there's enough information to make a decision. Yeah, but you have to. Yeah, I would ask more questions. You're not allowed. Okay, then based on that information, I would go to Boring Heaven. Yeah, I don't know. The RPG world does seem kind of cool. Yeah, but they don't. She doesn't make it. She doesn't sell it. It sounds like it sucks. <laughs> it <laughs> Until we like actually go there, and then it's like, oh, okay, it is cool. That's true. I guess based off that info. Though then, actually, then again, you know, the thing that does make it cool is you. You can bring whatever you. You can bring something. Yeah, you know? she says so you, you could can, go to. The, you could bring one treasured item, or, or give yourself a power. Right. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe that'll be cool. I get to go somewhere and have a power. So maybe I would choose that. And he looks over the powers, right? Doesn't he get a bunch of paper on the ground that he can look at and decide what the power is? But yeah, I don't know where he got that paper. He says like these all seem broken. Like speaking as a gamer, these all seem like broken abilities, but we don't learn what they are. Mm. Uh, and then somehow I don't remember how he got there, but he decides like okay, I will go to the RPG world and I'm going to take an item and the item I'm going to take is you. And he's referring to the goddess in the room who has already laughed at him for dying like a wuss. Yeah, he was... Well, he he picks her out of spite. Yeah. Yes. She was kind of being a jerk to him, I guess, and he's like, this woman, how dare you laugh at me? Yeah, which is, it's weird. I guess, you know, maybe it's a linguistic thing, but if you said to me, item... Yeah. You could try it. You could try to say you, a goddess, but I'd be like, I don't count. I'm you, not an item. Yeah, you can't bring a person. No, that's not. Yeah, it's not what I said. I didn't say I you said, can bring I one I said goddess. item or power. But when he does this choice, a different uh, ethereal woman with wings pops out of nowhere and is like, okay, your wish is granted. You can go, uh, you know, and take Aqua with you. Uh, and the boy's name is Kazuma, by the way. Um, and she says if you beat, and she tells the goddess, she's like, if you beat the devil king, we'll pick you back up. Right, because the goddess is freaking out. Aqua is like, wait, I don't want to go. I didn't agree to this. 
Um, and she also says that if you defeat the Devil King, you get a wish to the guy. Right. And he's laughing maniacally. He's like, ha, 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 Yeah, he's very spiteful. Bitch. He's just like, how does it feel that you're going, you're my thing that I get to take yeah. with me. And uh, yeah, she's pissed. So they arrive in RPG world and she's freaking out because she's like, I don't know how to do anything. Uh, but Kazuma being the like video game comic book dork that he is, is like, all right, well, we just need to figure out, you know, we should just get some gear, join a guild or something. And, you know, he's very composed and Aqua's like impressed with how composed he is. Um, and uh, a note here I have is that when he gets hit by the tractor or thinks he gets hit by the tractor, the, the limited edition game that he picked up was called Myriad Swords 2. Mm. Uh, nothing interesting there, but yeah, there you go. Um, Thanks, Mark. No problem. So the two of them, this unlikely pair, uh, and it seems like she's not going to be able to use much of her powers there, right? Or she just doesn't have that many powers. Uh, she doesn't seem to. Yeah, it doesn't seem like she really has any powers. What's funny is like the way the other goddess came out and was like, yep, okay, that that's a fine decision. It almost seems like they don't like Aqua. That mm. was my like thinking on it was like maybe she's like, okay, good, get rid of her. We only have her down here because she's just supposed to offer choices. Yeah. You know, you don't actually do anything important. You just let the the people choose where they want to go when they die. Um, so yeah, they end up going into a nearby uh, inn or hall. He joins a guild. Uh, but yeah, he goes in there and he's like very, um, yeah, he knows the drill. He just talks to someone at the, you know, at the hall there, a guy drinking beer, like a scary looking strong guy. And he's like, hey, we want to fight the demon lord. Uh, you know, we're adventurers. We're looking to go. That's our objective. And he just laughs and is like, haha, okay, well, yeah, you can go join a guild over there. And he points to a woman with enormous bosoms. Uh, who apparently is named Luna or Yuna, I think Chad said in his email. We never learned her name. I don't remember. Um, they may have been breasts. I don't know because they didn't make a noise. What? So I, I, I don't. Her her boobs. I don't know if they're really boobs. Because uh-huh. as we all know, they make noises. Mark, that's just dragon boobs. Dra- <laughs> just dragon boobs. <laughs> um, well, we know she's not a dragon. Then. How's that? Yeah. Um, and this is sort of a fun system. I mean, apparently this is kind of based on MMORPGs, which I am not it familiar seems, with. It seems like that. And also, I was like, why is it exactly a game? Like, I, I don't know. If this, like, fantasy world actually exists, why is it Why is it exactly like a game that was invented, like games that are invented by humans in a different world? Right. You know, like a game format that is like convenient for programmers to come up with. Also, and convenient for people to stay at their computers because there's timed events and stuff. Also, like little things like, oh, yeah, this town is all full of novices. <laughs> and it's the furthest away from like the, the, the big boss, right? It's like, okay, so this is like the starter town where everybody goes right. and they do their little beginner quests and everybody's like low level. And then when you, you know, get good enough, you can move on to other parts that are like higher level. Um, the extra universe answer is because it's fun to read about. Yeah. And it's fun to watch the idea of I, like characters who are actually in an MMO and not, you yeah. know, you or you or me playing an MMO where we can just yell at our friends and, and run in circles. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, and the game is, um, 
I mean, the, the, the anime is, it doesn't take itself seriously. So any, anything like that, that's like, oh, that's not realistic. Like you're, you shouldn't take it that seriously to be like, oh, this is realistic. It's like, okay, no, we get it. It's, it's an MMO, you know? Right. Um, it, it felt very like Dragon Quest to me at first until I started to see these like MMO vibes. And I read online that it's based on MMOs. So I've, I've only played free MMOs, but like free anime MMOs. Free anime <laughs> MMOs. Hell yes. Yeah, those are the ones I've played. A long um, time ago. It's It starts out with them trying to figure out what job class or class they should have, which is a thing in RPGs. Yeah. Where you're like, I'm a mage, white, black, or red if you're playing Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Or I'm a lancer. I'm a, I'm a, a bard, a monk, a thief, mm-hmm. whatever, fighter. And you suplex the train. Um, and what I, what I do like, though, is I don't know if this is in games that you just get random stats and that determines what class you can be. It's not random, but yeah. Well, I guess it is random. Well, yeah, that's the thing is to them it's not. It maybe is based on their personalities. Yeah. But I like the idea of signing onto a game and it's just like, okay, this new character, fuck you, here are random stats and then you can pick. And then uh. it's like too bad. Like pay to re-roll or something. Mm. Or like new game you can start over. No, the, the usually how it yeah, is is like... Sorry, usually how it is is you you pick the like oh I want to be this like I want to be a wizard right. and like that and then that influences what your stats end up being. Yes, Miles. Yeah, because normally character creation is like one of the most fun parts of these games, mm. and instead you're just s- stuck with your own bad personality. <laughs> yeah, and I like the idea that you could. I don't know if they give this option to people, but it would be funny if it's like you can be a mage but your stats are bad for a mage so you're just gonna suck ass because you yeah. can do that in like final fantasy 5 where you can change jobs you could make somebody with low intelligence a mage but it doesn't end up paying off mm-hmm. i think there are some games where it's like keep them as this shitty thing because it'll work out mm. but uh if i were i don't know if it if me a real person mark hello were put into an rpg hey. and i could be the the class i'm not supposed to be i might do that Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, being a black mage just seems cool. I don't care that I would suck at it. Um, and so they look at their own stats and Aqua, the water mage, spite girl, goddess. Uh, well, no, we start we start with uh, the boy, Kazuma. Mm-hmm. Turns out he has above average intelligence and high luck, but all of his other stats are bad. Mm-hmm. And so he just starts out with like a generic adventurer class. No, he starts out as a merchant. No, she suggests that, but they don't end up going with. I don't think he goes. No, with I that. thought that's what I thought that's what he did. And she's like, "You can be a merchant, and then you can change your class later." And he says that's a good idea, but then he says adventurer. Oh, he does. Okay, right. No, otherwise we'd see him talking about selling and stuff. I'm pretty sure he just says like, "I think he does become an adventurer." Okay, yeah, because he does say that, but I've never heard of that class. There are some weird translation things in this show as well. Mm-hmm. Um. A lot of that I also say because sometimes the jokes just go right over our heads, which might be cultural too, but uh, there are some moments where I'm like, this should be funny, but I'm not sure I get what happened. Like when? Um, the translation thing that really bugged me was when uh, he was like, let's go over here. And she was just like, wow, you're so capable. Oh, and it yeah. was like, he's just saying where you should go. That's not capability. Mm. That's more like confidence. Or like he's taking charge. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I forget what the word was that I came up with when we were watching it, but that was one thing where I was like, that's the wrong fucking word. And then there were just some jokes. There's always jokes in anime where I'm like, that doesn't work in English or something. Um, But uh, yeah, then, then they look at what the uh, woman Aqua's choices are, and she has 
below average intelligence. But her, all the other stats are great. All the other stats are above average. And intelligence in RPGs, in JRPGs, usually means your magic attack power. But I don't know if that's what it means in this world. Mm. I don't know if they were just also like, you're dumb, yeah. kind of. <laughs> but like her stats are so well-rounded, except for intelligence, that like people in the guild hall are like, wow. And they're like coming out of nowhere to be like, wow, what a lucky, smart lady. Yeah, and they were like, you can... And that's what... They were like, you can be anything you want. And that's the reaction the guy was hoping to get, but he did not. Yeah. Right. Nobody looked. Nobody cared. He was offered a terrible choice. Um, and so she ends up choosing uh, something like, that's similar to her abilities, which is an arch... Not an archmage, is it? She an arch, It's like a healer. Archpriest. Is it priest? An archpriest, yeah, yeah which involves yeah. healing and support magic. Yeah, but the but she could also she also has some attack. Right, she could be in the front line, is what yeah. uh, she says. Meaning she doesn't have to be behind characters that will uh, defend her. Because some RPGs have a line system where you can be mm. in the front or the back. Yeah, maybe some have middle. I don't know, but you know, there are some games like the uh, Ogre Battle series. You can be in the front or the back. Mm-hmm. You know, and something else. I'm sure. Being, Final being a support, six, maybe. Being a support class is useful, but because she's paired up with this guy who's like kind of useless right now, I personally don't think it was the best move. <laughs> yeah. You know, she should have picked something that had more attack. Yeah. Because it seemed like she was going to be the star of this. Like she's really the one leading, you know, who's going to actually get shit done. Right. And he's just going to like start leveling up. But the show doesn't go that way. Um, yeah, the show it's, it's is kind of weird. The show is definitely, or I mean, and it's as we can kind of tell just from what we know about the genre is it's like totally oriented around the guy, yeah, or perhaps the male gaze because uh, we like the first time we see her, it's just like her ass pretty much, mm-hmm. and then when they said below average intelligence too, I was like, come on, all the girls are dumb. What are we doing here? All the girls are mm-hmm. dumb. Uh, all the girls are orbit dumb. around him. They're what? They all orbit around him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I they, they're like, they all have character flaws in different ways. Yeah. Um, I will say that I'm glad they don't all have the same issue. But uh, yeah, one of the issues is like kind of sexual in nature. It's like, what? Um, and yeah, it ends up revolving around him. But it is nice that it's like, yeah, you also are just like kind of boring and average. It's not like... A, a, a non-comedic anime might be like you have great potential you know yeah you're weak now but you are part of the prophecy mm-hmm. also there's babes yeah in this case it's like they're dumb but you're a loser yeah so it's just a it's a just a group of people that are it seems like oh how are they ever gonna get anywhere right you know? they're doomed yeah um yeah and then the, their first th- adventure is they're just like we don't have any money usually you start with some money we got to figure out they, they got to figure out how to get going you know they got to get into the groove of the new rpg uh and i i did make a note that it seems like they can only level up through combat which i think is an antiquated rpg approach right shouldn't you be able to level up by just doing nice things for people or like well, trading it's, it's quests they they level up from quest too uh, yeah, I just thought they said quests. something about like, well, we can't fight, so we can't get more experience, and I, or we can't level up. And I was like, that's stupid. Well, that's what you, you need to do: quests and fight. And that's how you. That's all we've seen so far. Maybe there's other ways that we haven't seen. Like you could, yeah, deliver items for the butcher. 
You know, that's completing Mm -hmm. quests. Yeah. Well, we only see quests that are like kill five frogs. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they go and they, uh, I don't know if it's in the, oh, in the first episode has this weird fake ending montage where it's sort of like the two of them are like, you know, they're an unlikely pair, but they have their jobs now and their adventure is beginning. And it's a very long montage of them like working, like they're doing labor. He's like smacking rocks with a pickaxe and she's painting a brick wall. And then they cycle through like washing up for the day, drinking beer with their coworkers and getting paid and sleeping in a, in a horse barn. Mm-hmm. And it goes through a bunch of cycles. That's of that. A stable. That, thank you. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is the word? <laughs> and uh, it also involves her vomiting after they're oh, drinking yeah. a bunch and her vomit is rainbow. That was funny. I just going to say that. Um, and then there's just, there's not quite a record scratch, but there's a moment where he's like, wait a minute. We didn't come here just to do a bunch of work. Yeah. We're supposed to be on our way to quest, you know, towards the demon king. Oh, yeah. And this is the thing. This is where I was also like, wait, they haven't leveled up at all? Yeah. Because they're like, yeah, they're just doing work and stuff and drinking. But I'm like, well, they should be getting experience points for even if they're just banging They're getting money. They're getting money. It was probably like very low experience points, like for because for doing little things like that. You should at least get to level two. No. Whatever. Um, so at the end, I think they're just kind of like, oh no, we didn't do any uh, combat stuff, right? Or do they do they fight the frogs in episode one? I, I didn't keep track of what episode was which. I don't remember. All right, at some point they go fight these giant frogs, giant toads, excuse me. Yeah, they're like, we're going to go on a kill quest. And so then they go and they go to fight the giant toads. Yeah. They look like frogs to me though. I don't know the difference. What's the diff? Toads are generally bigger and well these were big that's true they were jumbo <laughs> but i don't i don't know i think like toads have like they're like rounder they don't have like the smaller face in the front i could be wrong mark i don't know it's anime alexa mark what we is don't the, have oh that oh yeah we don't have that uh so yeah there's a funny thing where they go to fight some giant ass frogs toads and you know for some reason she's completely useless and he he kills them which doesn't make any sense to me yeah and they keep joking about him being useless but at some point yeah he has slain like five frogs and she's done nothing he doesn't slay all of them does he that's true i think yeah later we do see the mage kills one of the frogs uh but but despite her having like the higher stats um and an advanced class uh she keeps getting eaten by the or like they they keep swallowing her. I think it's the combination. It's because I don't think he could defeat either these toads on his own either. Mm. But she's the one who charges in and distracts them by being eaten. Oh, that's a good point. I guess that's it. Yeah, because I was going to say, well, she didn't really weaken them up because she goes like she rushes at them and there's a bunch of swirly rainbows around her fist and she has a name for her technique and then it does nothing. And so I was like, well, wait, has, does she have any powers in like that limbo world she was in before she got taken into this RPG? Is she just totally improvising? And where's her attack stat? Why doesn't it say that she's had a low attack? Is she just, yeah. is, is she just stupid and doesn't know how to use her strength? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's comedy obviously, but you know, consistency is nice. It like doesn't make sense. Cause it made it seem like she was super powerful and then she's not. So like, what is it? We right. don't see her being super powerful. And it is funny. They do like the toads really take their time in, in swallowing her. Yeah. Um, this happens several times in the first few episodes. Um, 
and he kills the toad, but then she's covered in all of the toad slime. Um, and they're done for the day, even though they have to kill five, so they didn't even get anything from killing the first toad. Uh, eventually, they get their next party member because no, I think they sold they sold it, and they um, oh right they they s- get they kill two of them yeah I think. okay they kill two of the toads and they get they eat some of the toad I think yeah eventually they, they get it fried yeah and they sell parts of it and and they get money right but they don't they don't get like the big the big uh prize because they didn't do the the quest yet correct and then uh they realize they need more party members or they want more party yeah, members they want to recruit because they're like we can't do this just the two of us like we need more people yeah and then aqua posts a listing like looking for um party members and i thought it was funny because she included fake testimonies fake testimonials mm-hmm. and so it just shows her with like a fake voice and a black bar over her face being like oh yeah i didn't feel good and then i joined their party and i feel so much better and stuff uh, I also like that if you look, even though it's like gibberish written on the listing, you can see one thing is like scratched out and corrected. Like it's just really sloppy and stupid looking. And they show <laughs> adventurers going up to it and being like, no, not for me. I wouldn't do this. But then this uh, little mage girl comes up to them and she's really cool and has like an eye patch with a cross and she has a cool staff. She talks with very flowery language. Yeah. And she explains that she's a crimson demon or something and she can wield explosive magic which aqua is very impressed by um and she ends up joining their party i don't remember if there's any kind of deal made or whatever uh like they just say that she has a weird name because her name is megumin yeah and they're joking about her name and then uh like what are your parents names and they are like weird names it's like hyarororo or some shit um, and I think like those those name jokes probably just also went over our heads because we don't know what I didn't get it. We don't know what names are weird. Yeah. Um, and they end up going looking for, to kill the rest of the toads, and Megumin shows off her power, and it takes her a while to charge up the attack. Her her stat I believe they show her stats, and it also has lo- she also has low intelligence. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. And it takes her a while to charge up the attack, and then it just annihilates the toad who, at that time, had swallowed Aqua again, because Aqua tried something that didn't work. Um, there's no comment on the toads being different colors. I wanted them to be like, well, the purple toads are stronger. No. Because yeah. they're all different. Because RPGs, they reuse sprites, and they just change the color. So you're like, mm. uh-oh, this is a mega toad. And you're like, you just, you're fucking lazy. <laughs> um, so she uses her explosion <laughs> magic. Uh, which I, I think is like it's probably like the meteor spell from Final Fantasy where it's just like a super high level late game spell and uh, it annihilates like the toad but probably also Aqua uh, and then Megumin like passes out because the, the spell takes so much out of her that it's like more than she can handle and so she's also swallowed by a toad while she out loud is like I can't move because I used all my power and hmm. so there's nothing I can do while you know and she just gets swallowed uh, and that's pretty funny. And then, yeah, that that does allow uh, Kazuma to defeat those two toads and take them out. Uh, and uh, I guess she technically hasn't. That's all five. Is it all five at that point? I think they get all five this this yeah, go around. Yeah, I think so. Right. Okay. The night the night lady is later. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
they go back into town and Megumin is trying to join as like a permanent member of their party and Kazuma is trying to tell her no, 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 because... He's like, don't use your explosion power anymore. She's like, that's the only power I have. I don't, I'm not training in any other... She's, um, that's the only one she wants of, to do. Type of magic. I only want mm-hmm. explosion. That's all I care about. I love explosions. I oh, I got into this fucking like field in order to make explosions happen. She's obsessed with explosions. Right. And I'm like, you know... If it's like the Final Fantasy thing, like Meteor, it's a late game spell for attack magic, and it doesn't have like um, like simpler, shittier versions. But looking at her, I'm like, couldn't she learn like a small explosion spell? You know, mm-hmm. no. But I guess those would be like fire, and she's not interested. Um, no, it's stupid. So I don't know. Hopefully, she can figure it out and power level and. Oh yeah, if she learns like smaller ones that use less magic, and then that way she can have more hits. Yeah, because right now she's just like, she's basically like a character who knows one spell and her one spell uses all of her mana. Mm -hmm. And so when she uses it, she's just defenseless sitting there. Yeah. Um, She doesn't have shell or protect or whatever. Um, And I like that she has a different weakness than uh, Aqua, right? That she's not, because I was wondering, I was looking at her and I was like, is she also going to like cast a spell that does nothing? That just goes poof on the side of like a toad. But her spell is almost too powerful. It's pretty much the opposite. Yeah. Um, and so she does end up joining because, uh, she, she exploits the fact that it looks like Kazuma is abusing these two women. She makes a big deal about it in front of people in the town. Is it a a cum joke? I am not sure because they were covered in slime and, uh, Uh he, he's just like refusing to listen to her and these women nearby are like those women are covered in slime what perverted acts did he do to them and i was like oh come on please don't be talking about that and miles like maybe but also then later she's like you can even use those frogs in a sex act or whatever and the women are like ew so i don't know i because if they thought it was come wouldn't they hear the thing about frogs and be like all right. I don't know. I don't know if I'd they, be like, for some right. reason, thought it was perverted. Um, I don't know why. Yeah, it definitely did seem like Miles's first supposition there, but uh, whatever. The show loves uh, horny. Yeah. It's a horny show. Yeah. It, it's supposed to be funny. It doesn't always have yeah. to make sense. It's funny, horny. Yeah, but it is. I mean, that humor is based around something, and it might be really gross. <laughs> yeah. That, no, I agree. I agree. I, I 100% um, think it was cum. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. And for some reason, I'm trying to make it not that, but it. it no, that's it, what it, it is. All right, fine. Um, you don't want it to be? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Seems too much for an anime. Mm. I don't know that I've seen them joke about that kind of thing in anime. Well, they before. don't say. They don't say. So it's up to your imagination. It's whatever you want it to be. But Mark. even, even like implying it, I feel like that's usually beyond the pale. Usually they're just like, boobies are like fruit. I don't know. Like, this, you know, jokes about body parts. Mm-hmm. but not s- straight up fluids yeah you know uh, i don't know hey take it easy okay well i'm taking it easy i'm asking everyone else to take it easy anyway she joins okay and then they get another party member they get approached by a random other party member who is another woman uh and her name is darkness and she's just really weird right out the gate like she's like i believe in a thing called love <laughs> guitar um <laughs> she's just like weird she like really has trouble saying that she wants to join the party or she's like too eager to say that she wants to join their party yeah uh and so it'd be uncomfortable 
Yeah, it's weird too. She at some point like breathes out and like her lips are like <laughs> erotic looking or something. And he thinks that she's beautiful. Uh, this I was like, this is a dating sim. Like all the people in his party are women and they're all beautiful. And it's basically like you can kind of figure out how to appeal, appeal to each one depending on who you like the most. And so it, would, it just seems like it should be a dating sim. <laughs> yeah, except it's a dating sim where you're kind of like you all are sort of annoying. And not good at fighting. Well, yeah. I mean, y- y- mm, this show is sexist, but I thought it was funny at first. But it's like, all the girls are dumb and crazy, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, and like, a lot of the jokes are about how the w- women are dumb and crazy. Um, yeah, but he's, I, he's also dumb, but he is like the straight man. No, he's the smart. He's smart. He's smarter. Yeah. He, he like he kind yeah, of he's, he's certainly not dumb he's like he's, he's positioned pri- he's he, something they're yeah. all dumber than him so he's the leader he positions himself as the leader he That's also right. knows more about games or uh, right so he also like mm. kind of has an understanding of the world like um just like instinctively yeah because it's supposed to be um but yeah so at first i was like well this is sexist but it's funny and then by episode three i was like oh, okay all these jokes are still kind of the same like i get it they're dumb i get it they're crazy you know like yeah. after a while i was like okay the, the jokes don't feel new and i hope that there's like other funny stuff rather than just like <laughs> women <laughs> yeah you know because <laughs> it, it, if it's supposed to be that he's also weak it is sort of silly that like yeah i guess well, i mean yeah yeah that's part of it too the, the the humor is that he's also weak yeah no but what i was going to say is that that's kind of what it seems like it's going to be but then he is the one who kills the frogs for the most part he's going to become even, powerful even if like uh i don't know is, is, i think is, he's is, gonna i think he's gonna level up they foreshadow him being really lucky so i i yeah. don't know but um you know miles might be right that that they did distract the toads and he normally wouldn't be able to but it does seem like oh well he's able to kill the frogs at least like he's able to slay them i didn't think he'd even be able to do that i thought he had regular human strength like the like what like you know what i mean like i couldn't kill a giant frog you couldn't kill a giant frog jackie you don't know that Mm. have you even tried to kill any size frog i don't know you might be really good at it and killing a small frog it's probably the same thing i don't want to kill frogs yeah you gotta believe in yourself jackie thank you all right, fine. What if a frog ate me, though, and my legs were sticking out, and I was like, ah, would you kill a frog then? Yeah, well, like, I You're would, st- I would stab much. it with my sword that I had, but, like, that, wouldn't, try. that wouldn't kill it. <laughs> Frogs are very cowardly, and if you stab them, they will give up. What, what would it do with its mouth occupied, though? You could just get it in the belly a bunch. It could stomp on me. It, yeah, it could, they've it got could, powerful legs. It could hop on me. It could kick me with its legs. It could hop on pop. Yeah, it could kick you with your legs. That's what I meant. Yeah. Just with its legs. Its legs. What did I say? With your legs? Yes. My, I, it cannot kick me with my own legs. <laughs> That's right. It's it's some kind of puppet master frog <laughs> in this in this uh, accidental <laughs> case. Um. Yeah, I gotta say that when it, when it came to like the sex joke thing, the like. The panty stealing was where I was like, okay. It, it was too much. I thought I that was, was like, too much. This is getting silly. Yeah. Uh, because at some point they, let's just say. He's, that, it's like, haha, he's kind of like assaulting them. <laughs> yeah. So the, the darkness, <laughs> just to jump ahead. Yeah. <laughs> the, the darkness night turns out to be clumsy, but she's like a, a masochist. Like she's into being shamed. Yeah. Or uh, being uh, erotically. Uh, she also likes it when people like look at her and stuff. Yeah. In erotic ways. Yeah. Yeah. She's like a masochist. She's an yeah. M. Yeah. Uh, but at some point they meet a thief named Chris who uh, is a thief who wears almost nothing. You think she'd be able to steal some clothes. Well, well we should also explain that darkness is a um, crusader. 
She's a crusader. She has strong defense. She um, is very clumsy and basically just like has no aim. So her right. her she when she attacks something, she never hits it. Um, so her usefulness is that she can be a they say wall in the anime in the anime or or like a tank, right? Where yeah. you she would kind of stand in front and take all of the hits and distract the um, enemy while everyone else. Um, attacks and gets the hits in and so that can be the strategy that um, they use if they have her in her in their party right and yeah and and she does this and she's also kind of seen as noble for doing this and she is she does seem like she's noble and she cares about the people who can't defend themselves but she's also horny yeah that her clothes are coming off while she's being hit with cabbages and everyone's looking at it she just loves getting hit so she's like yes please (laughs) please let me stand in front and in this show the boob physics are ridiculous boobs move in directions that they cannot they, they it's they each, a lot they each move on four different axes i believe uh they do they do somersaults i mean it's it's a lot of movement um when she's being hit by cabbages especially um then she puts her armor back on later and it's all cracked and shit uh you're you about to talk about chris right chris is a thief and she's there and she offers to teach uh Kazuma the ability to steal um which she calls a spell that's weird to me to call it that but I don't know, whatever um they're just like abilities it acts like a spell yeah but i mean come on it's not a spell it's a skill or ability all right or technique yeah technique waza um and so they're excited because he's going to learn a skill um cuz they like mention kind of a skill system but they don't really go into it too much cuz doesn't really matter and it so she seems like a, like it seems like as you level up you can learn certain skills like just for your class and you can also learn skill you can also be taught skills by other people um but in order to actually like um be able to use that skill you need to use your like skill points that you earn as you level up um to kind of you use your skill points to like purchase the skills in a way yeah and you can only have so many uh so he um so she's like yeah if you want to uh you know to i don't know if it's like to get to unlock the skill you have to successfully steal the dagger that i have that's very expensive but you know apparently the steel skill chooses something on the target's person randomly Mm -hmm. and so she's like you can steal the dagger but then she picks up like 10 rocks Mm -hmm. and so he's like oh no there's like less of a chance that i'll be able to steal the dagger because she's holding 10 rocks and it's if it's random you know Mm -hmm. The odds are low and he he does the steel spell which means he doesn't like run over there and touch her and like steal anything he just like holds his hand out and some orb does a thing and then she just looks really embarrassed and he's holding her underwear and he's waving them around yeah and he's celebrating and he's like this is better than an expensive dagger i think that's what was really weird about it is it's like no one was like awkwardly realistically yeah. like apologetic or embarrassed about it but he's just like waving it around while she looks like horrified mm-hmm. uh so i didn't really like that part because then he he does the same thing to the other girl, to um, the mage girl, Megumin, who they already painted as like being like a young girl, which she has a weird reaction to that when he calls her like, uh, does he call her? A, he calls her like a loli or something. Oh. He calls her a loliko, I think. And she kind of is like, yeah, that's right. I'm a loliko. I couldn't tell if she's shamed by it or if she's mm. insulted or something. Mm. But it's like, yeah, she's this little girl. And then he steals her underwear and is like, wait, it's supposed to be random. Like, why do I just keep stealing underwear? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind. That was kind of a funny wrinkle in it, and then they all shame him for stealing a young girl's underwear. But uh, 
yeah, it was also a little like, all right, that's enough. This is yeah, stop. Uh, so hopefully they don't. He doesn't just keep stealing underwear as a I way think, of. I think around that point, I was like, okay, okay, we get it. Like he's a pervert, and they're all like, I'm like, oh, this isn't as funny anymore. <laughs> right, anime is for boys. Yeah. Rule number one. Anyway, how does this finish up? I don't recall. There's flying cabbages, and they got to defeat it, and the um, darkness girl um, shows her power, and that's when her armor just falls off as she's getting hit by cabbages. <laughs> yeah, there's like a timed quest that starts, and it's like... Kind of like a Cersei's Walk of Shame from Game of Thrones, where they like throw stuff at her, and she's naked. But well, it's not like that. It's not like targeted around her. It's just that... The cabbages are coming at her. Well, they're coming at everybody. It's yeah. just like walls of cabbages live sentient cabbages bounce into town <laughs> as part of a seasonal thing that they yeah. do to migrate and everyone goes out there and it's like raining soup grab a bucket and they're slashing at cabbages but she ends up using her body to protect some people and she's protecting these guys who it's just like one dude fell on another dude and they can't move yeah i guess because one's like an armor and the other guy's pinned well i think nobody was in danger of getting like seriously hurt they, from, they from looked these worried. cabbages, right? <laughs> they looked worried, but yeah, I don't know how serious it would be, really. Um, it looked like it would suck. You just get smothered by cabbages. Yeah, and it's... it's They're in danger of, like, gross cabbage farts. Oh, no. Well, they all are, eventually, because... Because uh, then they all eat the cabbages. They all eat the cabbages, and they say it's delicious. Um, Megumin blows up the cabbages, but... She blows up a lot of cabbages, yeah. But you were supposed to take them, like, alive, right? <laughs> I thought so that I you don't can eat think them. So I mean, if it's really just eat them, okay. Yeah, if it's really like an RPG, it's like you kill stuff with spells, but then you still get their stuff. Oh, okay, you know, like if you explode a person, why do you also get his watch? Yeah, right? yeah you know. Yeah. But it's <laughs> so it's just like you killed thirty cabbages. Now you have cabbage item. Okay. Um, and I think it's implied that she also blows up darkness. And yeah, she likes it. <laughs> yeah, she like bl- yeah blows her up probably blows all her clothes off or whatever but yeah. they, i was waiting for them to do that to show like yeah. a naked but smoldering lady yeah um also a game of thrones reference i have not seen game of thrones mm-hmm. I, well she comes out uh, uh what's her name daenerys comes out naked with uh holding baby dragons in the fire okay and cabbages yes okay <laughs> holding holding baby cabbages in the fire yes uh a lot of nude ladies in game of thrones so i guess this is true to the genre uh, is Game of Thrones a isekai? Is that the reveal at the no, end of Game of Thrones? It's not. It's not. Yeah, it's not. But like fantasy in general. Yeah. Yeah. That's another reason. Yeah. There's probably an MMO or, or RPG of Game of Thrones. There's definitely games of it, but I don't know if there's MMOs. Okay. Because it seems like it'd be hard to enjoy because it doesn't everyone's life just suck ass in Game of Thrones? Yes. <laughs> and it just consistently like, well, it gets worse. They're dead now. <laughs> And we all we and all ev- shit in your mouth. And everything is hopeless. <laughs> and yeah. nobody is good. And the bad people all control everything. Yeah. The old gods just punch you right in the nose anytime you think things are getting good. And that is why I have not really watched Game of Thrones is for these reasons. Um, anyway, yeah, this is the first time I think that I've seen an anime where the characters are like inhabiting a video game world. And uh, I think that idea that idea holds potential to me. Yeah. We've talked about Sword Art Online a little bit. We don't really know what it's about. Uh, we've we've talked about very recently no game, no life and stuff. So I'm interested in this. I don't know if it mostly manifests in the isekai genre, but uh, I like the idea of it. 
Um, yeah, I liked this anime aside from, yeah, the sort of like boys are the main characters, women are there to be uh, sexualized. I know that they that they are deeper than that, and they're not really. But that, yeah, well, I'm just telling you what reviews say. Re- reviews say that like their camaraderie is, uh, uh, you know, it seems genuine. In, and in the first stuff. three episodes, you don't really see it. And I was like, I was like, okay, this is a comedy, and like, I I know what, like, I thought it was funny at first. I was like, okay, I can look past like the like, uh, you know, roll my eyes at this and whatever. It's it's still like I I thought it was funnier than it was sexist for the first two episodes. So that's okay with me. If it's funnier than it is sexist, then I'm like, all right, I can keep watching this. But then by episode three, I was like, eh, the, the the scale feels like the balance is off now. Now it feels more sexist than funny because I feel like it wasn't as funny um, anymore. And so I was like, oh, yeah, maybe maybe it's just, you know, that episode didn't strike me as much, but uh, yeah, I probably I, wouldn't keep watching it. I, I think... Um I'm. I mean, I'm open to to watching it again. Uh, you know, in a side universe where we don't have ten other things that we <laughs> yeah. need to finish or want to finish first. But um, yeah, I'm in the same boat where it's like just especially like with the the panty robbing stuff. I was like, this just seems like mean. Like, just it's not funny enough. Be funnier. Just be funnier to cover up <laughs> to cover up like the yeah. kind of the awkwardness that we feel. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is you could be funnier by lower, reduce, turn down the cruelty knob, the sexually mm. cruel knob. Just rotate that down a little bit, and it'll probably come out funnier. Uh, Miles, how about you? What was your feelings? I think it had more promise when it was just the two of them mm. as like this odd couple in this universe. But like the more it becomes like a harem, mm. and it just becomes less believable and less funny that all these women would gravitate at this man because i i did enjoy i was enjoying like them two warming up to each other yeah the first episode is fun too because yeah you see the montage where they keep sleeping in the same barn and they actually seem happy with each other yeah they're like good friends yeah and then it's sort of like and yeah they do seem to be becoming friends they don't really lash out at each other all that much like they do in the beginning of the Mm -hmm. show um but yeah that's thrown into disarray as they as they get the band together who knows maybe this is like this is the beginning of of the the building of the party, so to speak, and then we'll go back to camaraderie or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, we don't watch that much of the animes, as you know. Yeah, because we he- watch a few episodes and we get impressions from that, and that is final. Yeah, because we're seeing the parts where he they're joining, and he kind of doesn't want these women to join because they're crazy. Um, right the 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 two women that join, he's like, oh no 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 no, this is gonna be this is gonna be bad. This is gonna be bad. They're nuts. Um. But maybe oh. maybe we see him actually like them and and you know um, uh, want them in the party. You know, right. find them valuable. And they all learn how to pull their weight. That would be cool. They all learn mm. skills and stuff uh, that they can actually use. I also have to say I liked the moment in episode three when I think I think the main character Kazuma asks Megumin about like, could I learn explosions? I was wondering if she was going to be protective of exploding magic. Mm. And be like, no, only I can know it. She but wants I to share it. Yeah, I love that she's like, yes, you're into explosions too. Like, <laughs> that's so cool. Like, I thought that was a, a charming attribute of hers. Um, So I, I'd like to see that sort of thing about her just sharing the love of blowing shit up. Um, You know, but in real life, people who are obsessed with explosions, you want to stay away from them. They are probably missing a few fingers and they have a shorter than average uh, lifespan. That's my guess. All right. 
Any final thoughts before I kill you all? No, don't. Um, yeah. I think we'd make a great RPG party. Yeah, I think we all have different skills. Oh, yeah, let me ask you guys. From whatever RPGs you can pull your experience, your Keikenshi from, what class would you want to be? If you, you know, what class or job? There's, there's, uh, I mean... How do we how do we want to do this? Because there's like what you would want to be, and then there's what realistically you could be given your existing skill set. Well, you know? I don't necessarily break those two apart, but you just tell me what you want to be, and then if you have a asterisk to put on there about like, but I don't think I'd be good at it. You go ahead. What'd you want to be? Um, it's two different answers. I would want to be... I always played as like um, a monk in like those Dungeons and Dragons type games, like without weapons or anything. Just fisticuffs. Yeah. What are their techniques though, monks? Do they have the thing where they can like charge up for two turns or is that just Lancers I'm thinking of? Well, I'm thinking specifically of the game Neverwinter Nights and I would play as a monk in that and like you'd get like... you You could wear like special gloves that let you like punch electricity or shit, some shit. And you were really good at dodging. Oh, okay. Yeah, monks are definitely unarmed. You get all these bonuses Fantasy. for not wearing armor or using weapons. Ah, why do you so you you gravitate towards that just because you don't want to be encumbered by armor? Uh, I would just want to be like a cool kung fu man. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Jackie, what would you want to be? Yeah, I'm thinking more about what like what I would actually want, and I, I would probably want to have ranged attacks um so that i don't have to you know get my hands dirty and i can just mm. so i maybe um uh maybe a mage um what, what kind of like uh attack magic from from far away yeah attack you, magic. Want, you don't want to be a healer no Okay. No, that is like I feel like that's the most boring. <laughs> well, like I, I, I would like to have a healing spell or whatever, but Well, I don't know if I you wa- could do that. Sometimes you have one like one little thing that heals. Well that's heals. what I was I was going to pick, uh because I'm most experienced with Final Fantasy, I would say the Red Mage class. I don't really think they talk about it that much, but in like the early ones it was like you could do white magic, black magic, but not as good as a specialist. Mm. But you're well rounded. You could mm. do a little bit of healing, a little bit of damage, and you got to wear red, which looks cool. Mm-hmm. So maybe that also works for you. That I yeah, that sounds good. Wait, so wait, with the difference between what black and white, there is black is attack and white is support. Yeah, white does healing and protection. Black does like fire, lightning, ice. I'd want that because I, I'd want to be able to do both because um I want to. I, I like the idea of being able to be independent, to fight independently, but also um, work in a team. You okay. know, well, you wouldn't want to be an archer. Um, archers are cool too, but they don't have powers. And I also like realistically don't think I could do that well. <laughs> okay, I bet there's there's probably in like later games and other other parts of the genre, there's probably classes that are like more specifically suited to you that we just don't even. Know yeah. About, you know. Yeah. Listeners, if you know of a class that fits Jackie's uh, tendencies, write in to Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. I think Miles, by the way, would make a good um, 
thief because you run a lot and so you're super fast and like if you have if you have like agility if you're like super fast then being a thief is a good or like you know one of those uh like a rogue like those classes where like yeah, you're, yeah. you're very fast and you get in with a dagger and you stab them and then you run yeah, away yeah rogues get that backstab bonus baby that's true but you want but, you, but i'm too honest <laughs> And mm. I play games in a, I like to play games in a boring way where I don't have to think, oh, like okay. strategize. So oh. I gravitate more toward like tanky characters. The way that I like to play games like is fighters, I, just... I like to, I like to be stealthy and, um, and kill people without them even realizing that I'm there, you know, if I can. This is games. <laughs> this is games. Not, not, not real life. Not real life. No. What is that? Is that a thing where you- No, he's just joking. Maybe- Maybe that's like an archer then. Like if I like just if I like hide if I just like sneak around and hide somewhere and then stab them with a like they don't even see me coming and I and I kill them with a arrow. Yeah, but then they know where you are. Mm, not if they're dead, Mark. Well, someone does. Someone in the army is like the arrow came from over there. No, no, no. You shoot it and they're like, oh, what was that? And then you're like still sneaking around. You go around the other side and they go over where the arrow came from. And then you, you, you get you them alone. You just keep moving. You just you, keep rotating. You get them alone and then you kill them. <laughs> it's the dumbest army of people that just keep chasing where you were. You hit them from the other direction and then yeah. fewer people go to there. Yeah. yeah. You just move in a circle. Um, yeah, I think we I think we do well in an RPG world. Wait, um, who do you who are you going to be? I was gonna. I said like red mage, like an okay. all around magic user. Again, there are like later ones. There's samurai classes. There's mimic or mime, mm-hmm. where you just where you just ditto. You're ditto. Everyone has a stupid face when you use your ability on them. No, I think you like mimic some like the person before you. You do whatever they did, mm. which is good because you could be well rounded or something. Mm. Anyway, this has been a long recording session, so we are done, and we thank you for listening, listeners. Tune in next week when we talk about the next anime that is on our docket, which we may or may not already know what it's going to be. That's right. I think it's Attack on Titan. Next week, we will be watching Attack on Titan. Ever heard of it? Episodes five through eight of the first season. Whoa, we're in the middle of it. We're jumping ahead because apparently that's some good fights or something. So yes, next week we will be talking about some anime called Attack on Titan. Perhaps a few of you have heard of it. Oh, you made the same joke, Miles. I'm sorry. Yeah. Have a good week, everyone. Happy Passover. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.